are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the great John Schuster. All right, Schuster, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Well, you didn't watch the Red-Blue game. You were attending another of matters, but uh, I was. And um, I'll tell you this. You can always be... You can always overreact to a red-blue game. I think many people have done mm-hmm. that in the past. And I've done that probably in the past. will continue yes. to we do so sure in the future. Will. But you know what? Who yes. cares? We're here. And I'll tell you this. Just watching the game, they look like a team that could be a back-end top 25 team, which I'm more than okay with sure. if you were to tell me going into that. My question is this. Was there ever somebody in a red-blue game when you watched for the first time where you're like, hmm, there's something there, and you know what? Like, it turned out to be true? Hmm. Man. That's not a diss towards you. That's a diss towards the uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, no. It's yeah. It's an interesting question. There aren't names that are coming off the top of my head. I bet there were a couple. I bet there were a couple. There, no, because it, it would fall under the category of did it turn out to be true? Right. And that's and and so there are you know there. Are, Certainly, all of the names that you've heard before right. who had the hype coming in and said, right. oh, yeah, that, that guy looks pretty good. So they're all names you've heard before, and I'm not necessarily coming up with a surprise here mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, coming out of the blue. So Right. You know, but uh, it, wasn't Mo, it wasn't Bo Mulebach. It wasn't Bo which, Mulebach, which, right. to no fault of Bo Mulebach, mm-hmm. Has become kind of. Oh, I know. The, it, yeah, it really has. He's kind he's of a, the. He's kind of punchline for no reason. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, Mulebach didn't ask for this. It didn't really. I scored 34 points in the red blue right, game, and yeah. now I'm a pariah. Yeah, exactly. And now somehow this is my fault. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. So that that part doesn't really make any sense. That part doesn't really make any sense to me. But um, they look they look good. They got up they got up and down. Um, and. Uh, like I said, it, it's not a deep team, but I think it's a team that uh, by the end of the year could have some top 25 potential to it. I, I like watching Lloyd a great deal out there. Um, how he, so? Well, he, you know, just just his, his his demeanor just afterwards about how he said that it's, uh, you know, one of his biggest uh, is that he wants his guys to play with freedom and he wants his guys to play with joy. That's not something that... I don't think over the last <laughs> the previous years. administration yes, uh, not necessarily I, I focused never looked on at Arizona, and I said, "Man, those guys are playing with great joy." <laughs> yep. And no, it's going to be weird though watching a group of guys. And again, I don't know how good they're going to be, but it's going to be interesting watching a group of guys that I think are like are actually looking looking at and. and and embracing the coaching as opposed to, you know, looking over and saying, oh, crap, I messed up. Crap, I'm about to have a – I'm about to be called the F word 13 different mm. times in the next 35 seconds. That that part's going to be fascinating for me. Yeah, it, it'll be – I think it's going to be fascinating for a lot of Arizona fans as well. And I'm curious when there are bumps in the road here, as there probably will be anybody who's implementing a new style. For sure. That sort of thing doesn't happen overnight. And I'm wondering, and you would know this better than <laughs> – I do, um, given, you know, we've spent too many hours to count in various formats right? comparing X, Y, Z, D, H, G, and P to Lute Olson. Right. So now I know that when the Sean Miller decision was made, it was kind of 
not necessarily surprisingly, it was kind of a polarizing decision mm -hmm. for some. Right. There are some people who like, there, there are a lot of people, who a lot of Wildcat fans, who like Sean Miller. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if how, how, how much the backlash will be if Lloyd isn't as effective as they would like for him to be right. in the early stages. And I think one of the things that's going to be really interesting, too, especially with this team, is what happens when when Arizona can't get a stop, right? which will be entirely different, generally speaking, right. than what, what, what we saw during a lot of Miller teams, mm. where it was, can they score a bucket? Right. And, and so I think that flip is going to be kind of interesting. It's going to be one of the issues that uh, I think Arizona is going to have to uh, deal with this year. Do you mind if I branch off into a no, little bit of a... I, was, I, hope you, I was hoping you would. Okay. Um, and... And we alluded to this on a Locked On podcast months ago, mm. and never managed to get to it for a variety of reasons. Was this a, because was of, this a harbinger of? Uh... It, it's you don't have to say a harbinger of anything because harbinger itself explains what a preview ultimately is. So you don't have to say a harbinger of things to come. It's like saying a preview of things to come. The of things to come stuff well, I think takes could, care I of think, its own. You can just call it a harbinger. A How about a harbinger of truth? Uh, no, it's just a harbinger. No, it's not necessarily truth. It's just subjective opinion. But you're trying, and I appreciate it very much. I mentioned in a podcast... That's me giving John Schuster the middle finger. It was... A, it, it, and it wasn't even a, a, a 100 emoji or something related the to the Mount, Rush, the, the, the Mount Rushmore of something right, else. Right. It was just uh, right. you being annoyed with my old man obnoxiousness. I'm fascinated by the sound that is... Uh, that, that, was that the fan? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Nah, it's all right. We'll have to look into that at some point. Being that you and I are DIY experts, I'm yeah, sure, oh, no, we are. I'm sure we, we'll jump right are, on that. I'll, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I believe Christian Coloco is the most important player on Arizona's basketball team. I heard you talking on a podcast not terribly long ago uh, about how Tommy Lloyd said that he believed Coloco could be an all-conference yep. player. Yep, And However... My interpretation, and, and, and help, help me clarify this, I remember you mentioning as well that one of the things that uh, was a concern about Coloco last year was that he had he, he wasn't able to catch the ball. He had hand Correct. issues, okay? And I know that cause, because you mentioned this, and you're a social media icon, Mike, uh, is that uh, Coloco has been hitting three-pointers uh, right. on his Instagram feed right, and so right. on and so forth. So are, you follow, would, are you following him? No, I let you follow him, and then I, actually I don't provide really, the cliff, load, far the cliff more, notes to you're me. You're far more, without divulging anything, mm -hmm. you are far more active on Instagram than I am. Well, all right. That, 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 that might be a character flaw of mine, but uh, that remains to be seen. Nevertheless, my interpretation of this, and it's been my interpretation for months, is if Christian Coloco is shooting three-pointers, mm -hmm. There's a problem. Yeah, I agree with you. And I don't care if he makes 35%. And the, and the other thing I don't necessarily care about mm. is if he can catch the ball on the inside when it's passed to him. Because to me, this is Coloco's role and why it's important and why he could be all-conference caliber. Mm. Coloco has two roles in the early stages, and they're fairly simple. On the offensive end, get a rebound and keep a possession alive. And if you don't have a dunk, kick it out and reset. On the defensive end, get a rebound and find the outlet pass. That's your role. Was it, period. Was it that is role the, the last two end. years. Yes, but this this year, that's exactly what he ought to be doing mm -hmm. and can do. I think to a level and needs to do to a level for Arizona to be successful All because right. he's because structurally, 
this Arizona team, not style-wise, but structurally, once you get past Coloco, this team reminds me a little bit of the Jesse Perry, Kevin Parham team. Okay. They're a they're a slot too small. Mm-hmm. You know, that team played really hard, pushed itself to the limit, I think probably overachieved, yeah. was knocking on the door of actually getting into the NCAA tournament, was probably a lot closer to being a 500 basketball team. Mm-hmm. They had 500 talent that almost played themselves into the NCAA right. tournament. Right. But... Perry was a four playing a five. Mm-hmm. Parham was a three playing a four. They had a two play and a three. They, right. they, they, they were slotted one down. And I feel like one of the issues with this Arizona team is kind of similar to that. Now, again, stylistically, they're very different. The exception to this is Coloco. Mm-hmm. And if he can be, if he can stay on the floor, I don't even care if he's a great defender. He just needs to be slightly disruptive. Right. And to me, his role is... You're, you're, you're disruptive in the middle. You make things just a little bit more difficult. You don't get yourself into foul trouble. You rebound, and on the offensive end, you keep possessions alive. On the defensive end, you're the guy who dishes it off to somebody else and uh, starts a fast break. Right. And if you happen to be athletic enough to get down the floor on the other end, you can get a rebound, great. But as far as I'm concerned, rebound, 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 and just in case I haven't made that clear, rebound, just a little bit more. That's his That's his role. I think he can be a double-figure rebound guy on would, average, and, you, and I think that's very important for us. All right, well, I, here's a question, though. Would you uh, would you recommend a Bilt Bar at that point? Well, I, I, I don't think we need to recommend a Bilt Bar because we'll find out fairly soon whether Coloco— The Bilt Bar uh, doesn't Coloco, need to be a harbinger of anything. It doesn't. It, because it is it the is. harbinger. That's right. It is. If, if you want to work from a harbinger standpoint, you know Bilt Bar equals future success. Mm-hmm. I think it's really that simple. Mm. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. All right, I like your theory about Coloco. You know what? I can't even really remember the last time Arizona had a a traditional big man that blocked shots. Woods? Woods. And we're talking 20 years ago. Maybe Fry to a certain extent. Although Fry, Fry was still yeah. right. Yeah, and, for and, sure. And see, whereas Fry's a little bit different in that... Fry is a guy who changed his game dramatically, as we all know in the NBA, but toward the tail end of even his career at Arizona, he was moving things out a little bit further to show that he could hit you know, a 15 to an 18-foot jumper every now and again. But yeah, he uh, certainly was important for Arizona on the interior. Uh, beyond that, you're going back to guys, and, 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 and the position is different, but I see the role being fairly similar in that Coloco and Edgerson are kind of... I see what you're saying. Yeah, where, where, where you, you... I don't expect Arizona to run plays for Coloco, okay? I expect Coloco to be the junk guy who can keep possessions alive and be in the right place at the right time if his instincts are in place. Because I think Arizona has enough scorers, generally speaking. They have three or four guys on the roster who can do enough to figure out ways in a good system, if they can figure out the system and utilize their skill set, to be able to score. Again, I don't, I don't think Coloco is going to get a play run for him. And if he's out at the three-point line doing anything other than setting a pick and rolling to the basket, then I think there's a problem. If he's shooting threes, he's then not utilizing his skill set which is being a big guy and having the athleticism to get rebounds. And I, and I think that's the thing, too, and we talk a little bit about with the, the new age of the NBA where it's like, oh, well, you need to have your big man shooting three. No, I don't. If he's bigger and, you know what, he, if he's better utilized getting rebounds and blocking shots that's or, you know, yeah. getting rebounds mm-hmm. on either end, that's where he should be. 
Yes. I have other people that can shoot threes. Right. That's like saying, you know what? We really need to have our wide receivers learn how to run the ball out of the backfield more. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. There's other people that do that. There's yeah. another role for that entirely. So that to me is kind of a that's that's an interest it's an interesting aspect to it for sure. Uh, but looking at them, I think they're going to be actually a fairly decent team. I think they're de- I, I think they're a lock to make the tournament. Um, and like I said, I think that they have back end top twenty five potential. I think you have I think Kreisa uh, is going to be a pretty good point guard for him. He looks the part, and I think he's going to be the he might be the biggest beneficiary of the Tommy Lloyd uh, uh, takeover, I guess. Um, in that he's a good sh- he's a really good shooter. He's not like I wouldn't say that he's you know that he's. Uh, Damon Stoudemire off the dribble, but he can get to where he needs to get. He's got very much of a Gonzaga-type feel to it, like the old-school Gonzaga, mm-hmm. the Santangelos right. of the world, right. guys like that. So I think you look at that, and then you look at uh, a guy like an Azulis Tabellis, who also feels kind of like a Gonzaga big man in that regard. I think he'll be a 17-10 and 10 type player. I think they're going to be a pretty darn good team, and you know Ben Matherin, obviously. It'll be interesting to see who can actually step up, though, but I think you're looking at a team that's going to surprise people. You were concerned about depth, so how deep are they? Seven? All right, so you got Kerr Creasa, you've got Ben Matherin, you've got uh, Julius Tabellis, you've got Coloco, you've got um, uh, Kim Aiken, who's an Eastern Washington transfer who made four threes um, as a big and had a nice putback dunk. So there's there's five. Then I think you've got Justin Keir, or Kier, from uh, Georgia, and I think Pella Larson, the kid. Yeah, I think you're about seven deep. Yeah, I think you're about seven deep. Where are they stronger depth-wise, and where are they I weakest? Think... And th- this is kind of – I'm answering the question before. Mm-hmm. I apologize for that. Um, this is where I feel like the importance of Coloco is so significant. I don't right. feel like Arizona necessarily has – and maybe the Eastern Washington kid, you know, is – is better than I think in that regard, and he's a good addition to have on the roster that gives them a secondary player. Because, again, Coloco's going to play 30 to 32 minutes a game. Right. Yeah. And you hope he doesn't get into foul trouble, but it feels like when he's out of the game, Arizona lacks an ability against especially larger teams to be effective because they can get pounded on the inside. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is because you've got Coloco, you've got Coloco, and you but Coloco's your tr- only traditional big. You got to cut another kid named Umar Ballo, a, a Gonzaga transfer. He's a big kid, but that's pretty much what he is. I mean, you can play him seven to eight, you know, minutes a ten, okay. 10, 11 minutes a game. But if he's playing a lot, you're going to have a lot of problems because he has really no quick twitch to his game whatsoever. It's very much of the gather take a pit or you know gather take us or take a step okay head up to the rim type situation right there and then try to go up and then probably get your shot blocked um so you don't you've got one real traditional big man in coloco right there and then i think you've got a lot of six seven six eight guys right there um and at point guard you can't uh creasa can't get hurt you need to have uh, because he's really the only true point guard on the roster. I think at this point, so those are really the two positions that I think you're weak at. But I'll tell you one thing, and we'll talk about it uh, tomorrow. You should be doing prize picks though. Now again, I get that it's not a uh, it's not your traditional betting, but you know what? If you want to bet over under on some people, this is kind of a situation where you could throw it in there and maybe look at some guys on the U of A roster. I just gave you a hint right there. So uh, for John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. We'll be back with you tomorrow.